Chapter twenty three of Stories of King Arthur and His Knights. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Joy Chan. Stories of King Arthur and His Knights by U. Waldo Cutler. Chapter twenty three. How Sir Percival of Galus sought and found Sir Launcelot. While King Arthur and his knights were still sorrowful over Sir Tristram's return to Cornwall, greatly fearing mischief to the good knight by some manner of falsehood or treason of King Mark, there came to the court a knight bringing a young squire with him. It was Sir Aglavale, King Pellinore's son, and the squire was his brother, Percival, that he wished King Arthur to make knight. The boy was the youngest of five sons, and for love of the father and the brothers, good knights all, the king made him a knight the next day in Camelot. Yet the king and all the knights thought it would be long ere he proved a man of prowess, and Sir Kay and Sir Mordred made sport of his rude manner. At the dinner, when every knight was set after his honour, the king commanded Sir Percival to be placed among mean knights. But there was a maiden in the queen's court that was come of high blood. Yet she was dumb, and never spake a word. Right so she came straight into the hall, went unto Sir Percival, took him by the hand, and said aloud, that the king and all the knights might hear it, Arise, Sir Percival, the noble knight and God's knight, and go with me. So he did, and she brought him to the right side of the siege perilous, and said, Fair knight, take here thy siege, for that siege pertaineth to thee, and to none other. Right so she departed, and soon afterwards she died. Then the king and all the court made great joy of Sir Percival. Then Sir Percival rode forth upon adventures, and came unto Cornwall to seek Sir Tristram. And he delivered him from a prison where King Mark had placed him, and then rode straight unto King Mark, and told him he had done himself great shame to treat so falsely Sir Tristram, the knight of most renown in all the world. Then Sir Percival departed, but anon King Mark bethought him of more treason, notwithstanding his promise never by any manner of means to hurt Sir Tristram, and he let take him and put him again in prison. How he then escaped with his sword into England we have already read in the tale of Sir Tristram. Now it chanced that Sir Launcelot of the lake had sore offended the Queen Guenever, and she rebuked him harshly, called him false traitor knight, and sent him from her court. Therewith he took such an hearty sorrow at her words that he went clean out of his mind, and leapt out at a bay window into a garden, and there with thorns he was all scratched up in his visage. So he ran forth he wist not whither, and for a long while none of his kin wist what was become of him. Soon Queen Guenever was right sorry that she had been so angry with her faithful knight, and on her knees besought Sir Bors and many others to seek Sir Launcelot throughout all England, Wales, and Scotland. So these noble knights by one ascent rode forth by twos and threes, and ever they assigned where they should meet. Sir Aglavale and Sir Percival rode together unto their mother that was a queen in those days, and when she saw her two sons, for joy she wept tenderly, and said, Ah, oh, my dear sons, when your father was slain he left me five sons, of the which now be three slain. My heart shall never be glad more. Then she kneeled down to four Aglavale and Percival, and besought them to abide at home with her. "'Ah, sweet mother,' said Sir Percival, "'we may not, for we be come of king's blood on both sides, "'and therefore, mother, it is our kind to follow arms and noble deeds.' 
Then there was but weeping and sobbing when they should depart, and after they were gone she sent a squire after them with spending enough. When the squire had overtaken them, they would not suffer him to ride with them, but sent him home again to comfort their mother, praying her meekly for her blessing. So this squire was benighted as he rode homeward, and by misfortune happened to come into the castle of a baron, whose brother, a false knight and betrayer of ladies and of good knights, Sir Aglavale had slain. When this baron knew from the squire that he served a good knight called Sir Aglavale, he commanded his men to have him away without mercy. On the morn came Sir Aglavale and Sir Percival, riding by a churchyard where men and women were busy in burying this same dead squire. When the brothers heard from a good man of the company how the baron had shamefully slain the squires that night, they alighted both, left their horses with their men, and went on foot to the castle. All so soon as they were within the castle gate, Sir Aglavale bade the porter, Go thou unto thy lord, and tell him that I am Sir Aglavale, for whom the squire was slain this night. Anon the lord of the castle, whose name was Goodwin, came armed into the court, and he and Sir Aglavale lashed together as eagerly as it had been two lions. Sir Percival fought with all the remnant that would fight, and within a while had slain all that would withstand him, for he dealt so his strokes that there durst no man abide him. Within a while Sir Aglavale had Sir Goodwin also at the earth, and so the two brethren departed and took their horses. Then they let carry the dead squire into a priory, and there they interred him. When this was done, they rode their way into many countries, ever inquiring after Sir Launcelot, but never they could hear of him. At last, at a castle that was called Cadican, Sir Percival parted from Sir Aglavale, and with his squire rode alone. In the afternoon he came upon a bridge of stone, where he found a knight that was bound with a chain fast about unto a pillar of stone. This was Sir Persidus, a knight of the table round, who by adventure came this way and lodged in the castle at the bridge-foot. There, by an evil custom of the castle, men set upon him suddenly, or ever he might come to his weapon, and bound him and chained him at the bridge. There he knew he should die unless some man of honour break his bands. "'Be ye of good cheer,' said Sir Percival, "'and because ye are a knight of the round table as well as I, I trust to God to make you free.' Therewith Sir Percival drew out his sword, and struck at the chain with such a might that he cut her to the train, and threw Sir Persides' hauberk, and hurt him a little. Truly, said Sir Persides, this was a mighty stroke if ever I felt one, for had it not been for the chain ye had slain me. Therewithal Sir Persides saw a knight coming out of the castle, flying all that ever he might. Beware, sir, said he, yonder cometh a man that will have ado with you. Let him come, said Sir Percival. So he met with that knight in the midst of the bridge, and gave him such a buffet that he smote him quite from his horse and over a part of the bridges, so that, had there not been a little vessel under the bridge, that knight had been drowned. Then Sir Percival took the knight's horse and made Sir Persides to mount upon him. So they rode to the castle and made the lady deliver Sir Persides' servants. Had he not had a great matter in hand, he would have remained to do away with the evil customs there. But Sir Percival might not long abide, for he rode to seek Sir Launcelot. Sir Persides brought him unto his own castle, and there made him great cheer for that night. Then on the morn, when Sir Percival had heard mass and broken his fast, 
he said to Sir Persides, Ride unto King Arthur, and tell the king how that ye met with me, and tell my brother Sir Aglovale how I rescued you, and bid him seek not after me, for I am in the quest to seek Sir Launcelot of the lake, and will not see him or the court till Sir Launcelot is found. Also tell Sir Kay and Sir Mordred that I trust to God to be of as good worthiness as either of them, and that I will never see that court till men speak more honour of me than ever men did of any of them both. So Sir Persides departed from Sir Percival, and rode unto King Arthur, and told there of Sir Percival. And King Arthur said he must needs prove a good knight, for his father and his brethren were noble knights. Now turn we to Sir Launcelot, and speak we of his care and woe, and what pain he endured from cold, hunger, and thirst. As he wandered like a madman here and there, he by fortune came to the castle of King Pelles. There he was healed of his madness, and when he was recovered he was sore ashamed that he had thus been clean out of his wit. And King Pelles gave him his castle of Bliant, that stood in an island enclosed with a fair water, deep and large. Sir Launcelot called it the Joyous Isle, and here he dwelt a long while. Because he was driven from King Arthur's court, he desired not to be known, and he named himself the Knight that hath trespassed. Now it fell at that time that Sir Launcelot heard of a jousting hard by his castle, and he sent word thither that there was one knight in the Joyous Isle, by name the Knight that hath trespassed, that will joust against any knights that will come to him. When this cry was made, unto Joyous Isle drew many knights, and wit you well there was not seen at Arthur's court one knight that did so much deeds of arms as were done in that gay castle. And in the meanwhile came also Sir Percival nigh to Joyous Isle, and would have gone to that castle, but might not for the broad water. Then he saw on the other side a lady, and he called unto her and asked who was in that castle. Fair knight, she said, here within this castle is the fairest knight and the mightiest man that is, I dare say, living, and he called himself the knight that hath trespassed. He came into this country like a madman, with dogs and boys chasing him, and by miracle he was brought into his wit again. If ye list to come into the castle, ye must ride unto the farther side of the isle, and there ye shall find a vessel that will bear you and your horse. Then Sir Percival came unto the vessel and passed the water. When he came to the castle gate, he bade the porter, Go thou to the good knight within the castle, and tell him here is come an errant knight to joust with him. Sir Percival now rode within the castle, and anon Sir Launcelot had warning. He was soon ready. And there Sir Percival and Sir Launcelot encountered with such a might that both the horses and the knights fell to the earth. Then they left their horses, swung out noble swords, and hewed away pieces of their shields, and dashed together like two balls, and either wounded other passing sore. At the last Sir Percival spake when they had fought there more than two hours. Fair knight, saith he, I pray thee tell me thy name, for I met never with such a knight. Sir, said Sir Launcelot, my name is the knight that hath trespassed. Now tell me your name, I pray you, gentle knight. Truly, said Sir Percival, my name is Sir Percival of Galus. King Pellinore was my father, and Sir Aglovale is my brother. Alas, said Sir Launcelot, what have I done to fight with you that art a knight of the table round, that sometime was your fellow? Therewith Sir Launcelot kneeled down upon his knees, and threw away his shield and his sword from him. 
When Sir Percival saw him do so, he marvelled what he meant. Then he begged him upon the high order of knighthood to tell his true name, and Sir Launcelot told him all. Alas, said Sir Percival, what have I done? I was sent by the queen for to seek you, and so I have sought you nigh these two years. I pray you forgive me mine offence that I have here done. It is soon forgiven, said Sir Launcelot. Then Sir Percival told him how King Arthur and all his knights, and in especial Queen Guenever, made great dole and sorrow that ever he departed from them, and that never knight was better welcome back to the court than he would be. So Sir Launcelot agreed to do after Sir Percival's counsel, and ride with him to the king. So then they took their horses and departed from the joyous isle, and within five days' journey they came to Camelot, that is called in English Winchester. And when Sir Launcelot was come among them, the king and all the knights made great joy of him. Then Sir Percival of Galus began and told the whole adventures, and all the tales of Sir Launcelot. And the queen made great cheer, and there were great feasts made. And many great lords and ladies, when they heard that Sir Launcelot was come to the court again, made great joy. End of chapter 23